0: Welcome to your favorite comic book youtube channel cartoonist kayfabe my name is ed piscor i'm jim Rugg. gonna be looking at richard corbin's murky world today but first i do want to let you guys know that jimmy and i are going to be making an appearance at HeroesCon uh this this summer in a couple of weeks actually charlotte north carolina if you're going to be in that area swing through stop by say hi also uh, at the end of uh july last saturday of july to be specific cartoonist kayfabe comic book christmas in july is going down this is an initiative that we started last year where we're taking uh, a bunch of our comp copies of our comics. No Red Room, of course. Uh, old hip-hops and things I'm going to be bringing, X-Men comics. And uh, our comic book duplicates that we've received from you guys in the mail, stuff that we might have already had or just in our digs. We uh, and, you know, ended up with doubles. We're putting those in the free little lending libraries in our neighborhood and around the city. Uh, we encourage you to do so also. Hashtag us, send us the images. Uh, as um, as you do it and uh, this is a way for us to take a little bit of action to try to introduce new people to the medium of comic books and uh, you know some of it will stick with the people who might happen upon this stuff. We all discovered comics you know in our, in our own ways and it all happened as a discovery. you know you find a comic, you read it, you look through it, you dig it, and then you start to seek seek out more. So this is what we can do to, to grow this readership. And without further ado, let's take a look at murky world uh you i was still in japan or maybe on my way home and you 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 were were showing off on your instagram that you got this murky world i hit up daniel chabin and i'm like yo dan am i getting a copy or what and he's like oh yeah you and jim like got got your copies so full disclosure got these from from dark man, knowing that we're big richard corbin marks so when i said that to him i'm like oh man can i I get a copy to him and uh he's like oh no yeah it's on, it's on the way and I guess maybe for redundancy or something. A couple days later, a couple more show up, uh, and they're still in the in the packs here. So Jimmy and I are like, "Well, let's do something about that, man. Like, let's do something with this. We have two ideas, uh, with two copies. With one, anybody out there, uh, we want you to promote the Cartoonist Kayfabe Channel, and then say like at the end of uh, June, we'll uh, we'll get we'll do these giveaways." Uh, we see the coolest promotion from somebody. We don't know what that is. Uh, we've done this with Akira, um, uh, Punker Mike got, got the honors there by creating gr- great dioramas and, and, uh, cartoonist kayfabe related stuff. We don't know what that is, man, but we'll know it when we
1: see it. Absolutely. We've got a very creative audience. So, uh, surprise us.
0: Absolutely. And with the, uh, other murky world. This is going to a King K Faber, somebody who's our biggest supporter um, for the channel. What we're going to do is uh, take everybody's name uh, off off of the King K Faber list. We're going to uh, create a document that's numbered. We're going to keep it private so as to not put people's information out. Maybe maybe, maybe their job at Lockheed Martin uh, would be in jeopardy if they found out they were King K Fabers. <laughs> And then we're going to just uh, have a random number generator. Look at the name that's next to it. Pull, pull maybe two names just in case if somebody has it or whatever. Uh, if you do have it when we hit you up at the King K favor level, um, maybe we'll just give you something else. We, we got a lot of cool stuff here. Um, so that is that is one thing that we're going to do. Without further ado, Jimmy, let's just, let's crack this baby open. Murky World, it's the first volume of the complete Richard Corbin library that dark horse is promising us and it is uh it's the latest work uh from uh the great richard corbin and uh man it is it it, it's it's got some odd stuff going on here artistically i was looking at this piece and i was like man i don't even know exactly what i'm looking at
1: so many pages ed (laughs) going through this i had that feeling this episode is brought to you by the cartoonist kayfabe patreon Three different levels will give you access to our videos before anyone else sees them to give you a leg up on the kayfabe effect. And at the King Kayfaber level, you actually sit in on our recording sessions. This episode is also brought to you by the books that we make. You see our bibliography in front of you right now. In addition to all of these books, Ed Piscor's Red Room, Crypto Killers, the new season of Red Room is now out. Issue 1 is available now. Issue 2 cover here. There are also a clip of variant covers by Ed Peach Momoko, me, and many other great artists. The other big book that Ed is releasing later this year, Hip Hop Family Tree, The Omnibus, collecting all of the Hip Hop Family Tree strips in one handsome 500-plus page volume, including over 100 pages of new material. That'll be out in time for the holidays. Got to pre-order it now so Fantagraphics knows how many to print. There's also an Omnibus collection of X-Men Grand Design coming out later this year. Again, pre-order that one today. Let them know how many you need because some of the X-Men Grand Design three volumes are out of print. So get that one big handsome collected volume. My next big book later this summer, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty from Image Comics. This is available for pre-order now. Collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Also available in back in print from Image Comics. You can also pick up my Hulk grand design with the fluorescent green cover. You cannot miss it. As well as Plain Jane's, the first young adult graphic novel. And now back to our program. Yeah. And, and it really makes me wonder because this is colored by he and his daughter. The first... Um, version of this appears in dark horse presents in black and white which is reprinted in the back so you kind of get an idea of a little bit of insight into how he's working but i still don't understand i wonder if this is all digital if it's mostly digital i can't tell to be honest right it's uh it's it's wild stuff but it reads like pure
0: corbin and he's one of these creators that has internalized the robert e howard and the hp lovecraft into his his entire being man and there's no irony to it like you are getting a tour through the murky world with this guy as your kind of (laughs) as, as your kind of cypher it's sort of like den you know it's it's like perfecting the den story in in a certain way great idea great sort of character designs and imagery along the way you have your interlocutor character who's who's the other real you know Uatu, the watcher of the thing
1: And these are eight-page chapters, so you'll see that murky world come up every eight pages to kind of give you an idea of what chunk, how how this was serialized. Little
0: cliffhangers uh, with with each. It's stuff like this that's like, man, he didn't even draw ears on that. It's really bizarre, some of the distortions. But doesn't it look like you could imagine that he sculpted this and is like looking at that sculpture? I say that because there is a video online when he received the presidency or whatever you call it of uh, Angoulême. And he's like doing a little thank you. And there's a cut that is on like a curio that has all kinds of uh, his little super sculpy fucking heads. And and they look like this.
1: The way the color is modeled, like especially like whenever you see it on muscles and things like that, uh, there'll be spines and just like a really hard kind of edge to certain of these muscles. And I just wonder like if he's digitally masking and painting that stuff digital. Yeah. Um, really an interesting use of color no matter how he's getting to that point but they feel so sculpted you know like it's times it's almost like a 3d model it's so believably round yeah
0: big shouts to clem robbins one of one of the all-star letterers who uh this is a font sure but it is a great congruent font that looks nice on uh, a richard corbin comic um i know clem robbins from uh being the preacher letterer mm-hmm. and he used a completely different hand style then this is a way more organic kind of vibe uh it's a rapidograph and and you know that very dead line but it's very matter of fact and it really allows the
1: art to to uh, shine i appreciate seeing the range that corbin brings to things too even just like the details of your panel borders on this one page you've got open panel you have this kind of like thinner pen line kind of border a thicker border and then panels that have two or three sides are bordered into open it doesn't feel like Corbin has much
0: of a plan when he's putting these strips together because like we just saw you know just a zombie
1: shows up 50 pages in and was never sort of explained before our main driving force is this horse is uh the main character's horse is kind of his friend and uh he gets in prison there's another one of those wild distortions uh basically he's trying to catch up with this horse throughout a lot of this story it makes me wonder how he assembles a lot of his stories because if you read the den origin yeah it starts out in i think is it grim death it's it's an underground comic is the first appearance of den and then it's a two-parter in metal or lot yeah and then it's a 12-parter and heavy metal so i wonder if he's worked a lot that way where it's like here's a concept oh here's more space let me do some more with this concept i've been thinking about and it feels like this may be a similar development don't that look straight out of um newton world a hundred percent it's he's it's a it's a
0: mashup of all his stuff. The digital color, it feels real bleeding edge. Cause like I I feel like that's what this stuff is, man. Yeah. Um. It feels real bleeding edge. Uh. When I first saw it, because this is the o- my only experience with Murky World. I don't have any of that Dark Horse stuff. I don't have any of those heavy metal issues. And I was gonna sort of lay some of it on um. Jose Villarubia, who has nothing to do with nothing. this volume. Yeah, I asked him about that. And uh, because because it's like oh man maybe he, he
1: oversaturated like there's there's something to it but this is just late period Corbin this is what you get Corbin starts doing digital stuff in like the early '90s mm-hmm. which is amazing to me because he's not a young man at that point and yet he's like embracing whatever technology shows up always been an
0: innovator yeah. I mean especially where where color is concerned but these this is uh, an unmistakable Richard Corbin color palette to be sure I didn't read it all yet. I read like four or five chapters, so I can't speak too much on the story. I like where it's going. It's just uh, a tour through the murky
1: world, basically. That's exactly what it is. Very much like a road trip. Yeah. He hooks up with some different characters from you know segment to segment. Things happen uh, that move him to different places and align him with different characters. Uh, like I said, the the horse seems to be a <laughs> classic Corbin character design. There, the horse seems to be a through line. You know, of, of Tugat is. Or Tugget is the main character, and he's just trying to get back to that horse that he's friends with. But you get the Corbinisms, you know, the giant monsters that nobody does them better than him. They just don't. Yeah. And uh, you have all of those kind of qualities. You know, there are these two twin sisters who are like Colosseum gladiators that right. escape. This bald head uh, that, that Tugget me. helps escape, you know, and then reunites with later on. Um, so it's just all of these great staples. And when you read like Mike Mignola's. Uh, Intro to this, or you read quotes from Mobius or Alan Moore or Guillermo del Toro describing his work. It's about how singular it is and his vision is, yes. and that's what you get here. You're going into Richard Corbin world. It, it should be Murky World. It should be Corbin world. Right, and uh, that's what all these books are. That's what Absolutely. every Corbin co- comic is, and it just comes through, you know. So I like. I think you know,
0: he has he has legendary comics, but we get Murky World as the first one, <clears throat> and I think part of that is because it's all assembled it's all together it's modern digital com- comics um you know it digitally prepped files we could put this one together pretty quick and easy uh den is going to be next i think i saw yeah, that, that in the pre-orders right. I think and stuff Two volumes maybe yeah and those are getting that jose via rubia recolor treatment uh, touch-ups mm-hmm. uh where he's
1: very faithful. He's been a fun to follow because like he'll post like printed page of you know whatever is, issuance of or edition of Den and then like the revised page next to it. And it's good. It's really interesting to just see like choices that are being made and and he show, how you approach and that. And he's
0: showing how some of the pages weathered. So he's showing like how they degraded over time because of like the weird materials that Corbin is using. Another thing that Via Ruby has been doing is showing. Uh, he's been kind of doing his recolor of class, classic silver age, you know, showing the super saturated shit things that we crap on uh of modern reprints, showing a scan of the original and then doing his version. And like his color sense is just so good cuz he grays up the paper a little bit, grays up the color. The the one thing that he f- does fuck up on is the thing that we talk about where he keeps that black line black. Mm. And so like Jose, if you're watching this man just 80% opacity will probably take care of that. You don't got to do much, but that black is too divorced. But he did good work on this uh, Corbin stuff from the things that I've seen online.
1: I just love that he's having the conversation publicly of like, hey, everybody, look at reprinting color. Listen, we've been having that conversation <laughs> yeah, for we fucking have. years. <laughs> right. If only somebody uh, at, the, at the publishing side of it would listen. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: There it is, murky world, man. Uh, just this res- is a great character too. This this cyclops works as like a taxi. This this character hires the cyclops to basically take him, lead his like cart to whatever place he's going. But I just love that it's I don't know twenty foot tall, you know, topless cyclops.
0: <laughs> Do you remember there was that show? called monsters in uh, the 80s and it was that that era where there was so much O Henry Twilight Zone Tales from the Crypt shows and and the opening intro would be this like almost like Danny Elfman kind of like orchestral score from in my, my mind's eye it's over top of a city like a like a suburban neighborhood the camera goes down a crane shot and goes into the living room and it's like a family of cyclopses watching TV and uh, one of the cyclopses looks like that that's amazing like a whole yeah, family do, of cyclopses I do have
1: a little memory of that I think it only lasted like a season. That's or... it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that,
0: that, uh, that whole method of storytelling, you know, had its day in the sun for a little while there. Look at that rotten ass nipple. Oh, <laughs>
1: there are a lot of nipples on display in this book, and very few of them are erotic. I would say zero. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, we saw the ones,
0: like, here were, like, they're on the side. Like, it's like a side boob, but
1: he puts a fucking nipple on the side. It's real. Yeah, I'm not, uh, right. <laughs> not endorsing it for this but one thing that's great about this book is that it has some really good back features so this is the black and white uh i guess it was the way the dark horse presents originally appeared and if you look these are later chapters this is that cyclops that i pointed at that's damn near the end of the book yeah so the the chapters were created out of sequence but also i look at the black and white and i'm kind of like is this digital because you can see what look like really believable pencil marks in some of this stuff and i just don't know the answer to that great
0: paper choice for this kind of imagery. Uh, I could imagine massive dot gain uh, if you chose the wrong paper
1: for this black and white stuff. I wonder about that for like other uh, volumes too like what kind of paper they'll be doing like den on i, I bet example. it's all the same i think you have to for the color i think it maximizes the color if it's some sort of finish on top and then this is the other bonus is the sketchbook which like i don't know if i've ever seen richard corbin sketch stuff
0: yeah we just saw uh, the crooked man stuff like a couple of sketches that are in like Very, the library yeah.
1: editions but like is this markers and like pencil media is it digital and he's playing with brushes? I really can't tell you. That is a great sketch. And the little notes, the little notes are awesome. His <laughs> you, handwriting is strange. It is, but
0: it's totally legible, and it does make me sad that he doesn't didn't never hand lettered his comics. Yeah. Like I you could read that just
1: fine, you know? Like Great hands. Get to see him doing some hand studies. It talks about like uh the, the biography of him in the very back too is is pretty sharp. It's neat to see him go through these styles too, like hard black and white. Really incredible how much it retains the Corbin, and yet it's every approach you can imagine. Like some of these things, I don't know exactly what media you're looking at there. Yeah, because I, it, I, this doesn't strike me as a page of
0: a sketchbook. This this feels like a smattering of things. Yeah, the you know, size- that's, that's
1: very tight shit right here. Right, yeah, it definitely looks like maybe you're pulling from a bunch of stuff. But you know, if you're working digital, you'd be doing some of your sketching and developing the, the visuals digitally. And then here, these are original art pages Mm. if so once again what are the materials ed right how do you make stuff that looks like this
0: one of a kind creator an iconoclast and one of uh, the favorites of the cartoonist kayfabe channel i envision a day where we go through all of his work
1: yeah you know over time check this detail out so as he goes on to talk about kind of like his publishing history undergrounds into the warrens and stuff self-publishing in the 80s and then it doesn't do enough business for him. You know, the business wasn't enough to support his family. And that's whenever he starts doing that DC Marvel dark horse stuff, which is like, I don't know, early nineties, maybe he starts at vertigo. And I always wonder about like it's that late. timeline and why he ends up there when he does. And to think that it's some kind of financial result of, you know, his work, not, not supporting them. I was surprised by that. Cause I always thought like he does a big business in Europe. I just thought that it was, it surprises me that he his his work was not enough and you know m- because it seemed like he wasn't eager to keep it in print here and maybe there wasn't business to keep it in print here i don't know yeah yeah i'm surprised mean, it, by that it
0: was always hard to hard to get hard yes. to find like it's uh, so
1: is like mobius and so is otomo you know so like i always kind of thought but, of it that way yeah yeah but he, he's he's
0: he's english and you know like with all the with all the hyperbole that you hear about france Jeff Darrow, like, lots of people that I know who deal with that sort of industry, it ain't all roses. It, sure. ain't, it ain't that much. Like, like those guys struggle, and the model is very, like, it's like you do a 50-page book a year, and that's a lot of eggs in one basket, man. Like, if something doesn't hit, I can see that fucking you up pretty, pretty good, but uh, the beauty is that uh, deals were made, deals were hatched. And Richard Corbin's family is going to be taken care of uh, so long as these, uh, you know, complete Richard Corbin libraries sell well. And uh, I think they're very much worth supporting. The production values are uh, out of this world they They're dressing these things up to the nines to present it to you in a beautiful way. Support the books. Yeah, this is one of
1: those episodes that we could be doing this episode for me. Because yeah. I want more of these books to sell enough that they continue this library, and that it's good for their for the Corbin family. Yeah, totally. And we have two co-
0: two extra copies uh, to give out. So one is going to the K Faber that promotes us the heaviest, the hardest, and the coolest. We don't know what that is. Be nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is going to us, one of our biggest supporters at the King K Faber level. Uh, we'll figure it all out at at the end of June. You know, I Sounds feel like that, that's a that's a good way to do that. The videos are brought to you by the books that we make but i want to let you guys know that jimmy and i are going to be at heroes con at the end of the this no no uh, in a a couple of weeks actually uh two weekends from now as of this recording and we're going to bring all our stuff man can't wait to meet you guys it's always a good show uh for comic book fans and we always have a ball feels like We're just visiting another part of town. We're so familiar with that joint. Uh, And the end of July is going to be Cartoonist Kayfabe comic book Christmas in July. That's going to be when uh, we're going to take a bunch of our comp copies that we've received from our publishers. And we're taking a bunch of our duplicate comics that we have laying around that we got in various digs or that you guys sent us. um, And, you know, stuff that we already have and we are going to dump those comics across town into the free little lending libraries all over the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, Last year was the first time we did it, and so many of you uh, sort of joined the cause. You hashtagged us in a bunch of photos online, Instagram, Twitter, and we retweeted it, and we plan on reposting that stuff again this year. Uh, It's a great way to introduce comics to new readership. We, you know, almost everybody encountered comics sort of by accident or just through um you know it wasn't like you were pushing to like find a comic your first time you just kind of like found one and we're putting those comics in front of other people's faces and doing what we can to grow this readership um like i said though the videos are brought to you by the books that we make jimmy can you tell the people what you have out there forthcoming
1: street angel princess of poverty is my next release it'll be out uh later this year from image comics and it collects all of the street angel comics that are not in street angel deadly Scroll alive which is also out from image they just reprinted that book so if you missed that you can pick it up now. You can also find my work in Hulk Grand Design. There's a treasury-sized edition that has recently been published with the fluorescent green cover that you cannot miss. Tells the entire story of the history of the Incredible Hulk, perfect for new Hulk fans or longtime readers. And The Plain Janes, the first young adult graphic novel uh, available wherever books are bought and sold. And you can join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can read my latest comics that are being serialized there weekly.
0: 2023 is a big year and we're expecting big things from the hip hop family tree omnibus coming out in time for the holidays so please support this book it's going to be 504 page yeah a little over 500 pages uh, it's going to collect all four volumes of hip hop family tree that are out there it's going to have 140 pages of extras including lots of artwork that I've drawn exclusively for this book man so a real one of a kind item and I hope you uh, show up to support that. Also for the holiday season, X-Men Grand Design is coming back to print with the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy. It's going to be a trade paperback that uh, contains all three X-Men Grand Design uh, volumes that, that I put together in one handy-dandy trade paperback volume. What The things I'm working on right now, though, man, uh, Red Room Crypto Killers. Season of Red Room Comics is coming out. There are two trade paperbacks of Red Room out there right now. The Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings. Crypto Killers is the third. First issue came out in May. Uh, second issue is forthcoming in June. And uh, each of these issues is completely self-contained. So if you see a Red Room comic out there in the wild, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, uh, grab another one. Uh, you might also find WYSIWYG out in the wild if, if you uh, if you're lucky. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have going on.
1: Uh, Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All
0: great ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.